run a thousand planets and spreading out. Bay doors, Hal. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's the bat pulse. May the force be with you. Who is that masked man? Avengers, assemble. Good afternoon and welcome to the Fantastic Forum. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell some genre-related news before we get to today's discussion. The first full trailer for Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman 1984 dropped last weekend. The trailer premiered live at the Brazil Comic-Con Experience, CCXP, with director Jenkins, star Gal Gadot, in front of an audience that had to number in the thousands you can watch the trailer on the Fantastic Forum Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Fantastic Forum. And while you're there, if you haven't already, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We love to be liked and we like to be followed. Now, this convention has only been in existence for a few years. The first one was held in San Paolo in 2014, but this show has become the largest pop culture festival in the world with an attendance of over a quarter of a million. In fact, it was like 262,000 <laughs> last year. So look out, San Diego. In a move that has been long anticipated, Marvel announced earlier this week that it was closing down its TV division. Marvel Television will cease developing any new series beyond those currently in production. A number of positions are being eliminated and some staffers are moving over to Marvel Studios Group. Marvel Television currently has only one live action series in production for Hulu, Hellstrom. There are four animated shows, Howard the Duck, Modoc, Hitmonkey, and Tigra and Dazzler, all at Hulu. Marvel Hulu series The Runaways will conclude after its upcoming third season and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D will end this spring after seven seasons on ABC. All of Marvel Television's other live action shows have been canceled in the past year. Marvel TV head Jeff Loeb will remain with the division during the transition. Also this week, Warner Brothers announced release dates for Matrix 4 and The Flash in summer 2021 and 2022, respectively. Matrix 4 will star Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, and Jada Pinkett Smith reprising their roles as Neo, Trinity, and Niobe. They're joined by Jonathan Groff, Yaha Abdul-Mateen II, Jessica Henwick, and Neil Patrick Harris. Lana Wachowski will direct. Flash stars Ezra Miller, with Andy Musichetti directing. The Expanse is back. The science fiction series has officially moved from sci-fi to Amazon Prime for its fourth season. Amazon has also previously announced that the show is renewed for a fifth season. Season four episodes are available as of yesterday. The show, a fan favorite, was revived 
following having been canceled on Sci-Fi by Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, who is an ardent admirer of the show. Bernie Wrightson's original wraparound cover art for the 1983 Marvel Illustrated edition of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein sold for $1,200,000, smashing all previous auction records for original art by the artist. The auction was held on December 12th at Profiles in History in Los Angeles. Other high sales included Steve Ditko's original artwork for The Amazing Spider-Man, issue number 37, page 8. John Byrne's original artwork for Fantastic Four, 256, the complete 22-page story of The Annihilation Gambit, and Jack Kirby and Vince Coletta's original artwork for The Mighty Thor, number 139, the complete 16-page story of To Die Like a God, all of which sold for $90,000 each. The auction grossed over $3 million in total. Orlando Jones says that he has been fired from Star's American Gods. The actor made the announcement in a video posted to his Twitter account this morning. Jones, who in addition to portraying uh, African God Anansi, a.k.a. Mr. Nancy, had been a writer and producer on the series. He offered his thanks to American Gods creators Neil Gaiman, Brian Fuller, and Michael Green, and blamed his firing on new showrunner Charles Egley. Jones went on to say that Egley objected to his portrayal of the character as sending the wrong message to black America. Hmm. American Gods, which had a rocky development bouncing from network to network, has seen some turnover both in front of and behind the camera. Gillian Anderson and Kristen Chenoweth, who appeared in season one, failed to return for the second year. Crispin Glover is not expected to be back for the upcoming third season. And the series has seen new showrunners for each of its first three years. Well, actually, more than three years because <laughs> season one was like 2017 and season two not till like 2019, but I digress. Um, season three is expected to premiere late spring or summer of 2020. And some sad news this week as Tony Award-winning actor and singer René Aubergenois passed away on December 8th at the age of 70. Aubergenois was best known as having played the changeling Odo on Star Trek Deep Space Nine, but he also voiced Chef Louis in the Disney animated feature The Little Mermaid. He also played Father Mulcahy in the feature film M.A.S.H. and was a regular on the ABC TV series Benson. Aubergenois provided voices for such animated genre series as Avatar The Last Airbender, Batman the Animated Series, Justice League, Young Justice, and Archer. He also played opposite fellow Trek alumnus William Shatner in Boston Legal. He appeared on numerous other notable genre-related shows including Night Gallery, The Bionic Woman, Man from Atlantis, and Wonder Woman. So, on today's show, we're talking about uh, all that and more and, heck, whatever in the heck comes into our minds here uh, and this uh, 
winter day here in beautiful downtown Arlington. I am joined in studio by Drew Bittner and Julian Lytle. And via the miracle of technology, from all the way from the great geek refuge, uh, Mike Lunsford. So, hey, welcome to the show, fellas. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, hey, absolutely. Oh, let's give you all some mics here. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, that, hello. I was like, why am I not hearing anything? <laughs> there we yeah, go. Yeah, you know, and it cooking. makes makes all the difference. Now we're cooking with gas. So, um, all right, I just want to take a, a moment here uh, since um, Rene Aubergerois, hey, Joe, good gracious, let me look at this, because yeah. I'm messing this man's name up. Yeah, you're, you're good enough. He, yeah. I never knew how to say it. Aubergenois. You know, let me tell you something. When I did, because I, um, I had the... Uh, okay. All right. Full disclosure. So I met this cat twice. Um, most recently, it was a couple of years ago at AwesomeCon, uh, when I, um, I, I was the uh, moderator for a panel with him and Michael Dorn. But... I had met him before. I met him in my other life. I was managing an extended stay apartment. Well, we had an extended stay component, but I was managing an apartment. I used to be in real estate management, <laughs> by the way. And I was managing, well, excuse me. I wasn't actually, I was the marketing guy at this apartment down in downtown Pincorder, D.C. That's connected to the Shakespeare Theater. And he was in, he was doing a play over at the Shakespeare Theater. So now... I had the misfortune, I missed out on this because he chased one of our leasing consultants into the operations manager's office. This guy pissed him off some kind of way. And my right hand to God, I heard he was like banging on the guys like, you slime ball, come out here, you slime ball. I was like, man, I would have gotten that on film and had that all over the internet. But I got an autographed picture from him. <laughs> but well. he was he was a prince of a guy and had this guy not been mistreating him, he wouldn't have gone off on him anyway though but a tremendous talent and you know ordinarily I only talk about the genre related stuff because that's what the show is about but that business of him having played father Mulcahy in the movie mash and everybody I mean if you basically if you black you know him from Benson <laughs> you know it's what the, 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 everybody I know oh yeah the guy from Bell right, okay uh, but you know all the voiceover work that he did uh, the Broadway stuff like I said, he was a Tony Award winner. He could sing. Um, and I thought, I mean, he was one of the best things about that Deep Space Nine thing. I mean, basically, uh, you know, him and um, uh, I, I can't think of the art of the actor now who played Commander Sisko, Captain Sisko. Avery, Avery, Avery Brooks. Brooks. Thank you. Yep. All right. And you know what? Because I, I just ran into my boy Avery Evans, who does Chopping It Up Geek on WRIR in Richmond. And so I had Avery in my mind, but I'm like, no, nah, that's why I'm thinking Avery, because I just, you know, in fact, shout out to Avery. It's a great show. You ought to check it out. Anyway, though, yeah, but he, so those guys were like the best things about um, Deep Space Nine, you know, but tremendous, tremendous actor, uh, you know, was, um, was this guy. Anyway, so I just, I mean, I, I always feel like it's, uh, you know, it's nice to, to mention them, <laughs> you know. When, Can I, uh, um... Can I tip in real quick with this? Yeah, Julie? of course. Um, Star Trek in general had a really rough week because Renee Aubergenois passed away, but also uh, Marina Sirtis' husband, Michael Lamper, passed away. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then a yeah. few days before that, uh, one of the 
key writers of the original Star Trek series and then also wrote some Next Generation episodes, DC Fontana passed away as well. Mm-hmm. We knew her it last was, week. We did. Yeah, it was It was just, a, yeah, and I, unfortunately I wasn't on the show with you guys. But <laughs> yeah. Well, whose fault was that, Mike? <laughs> well, I'm sorry that I have a life other than fantastic. So my bad. <laughs> Well, yeah. get your priorities straight, man. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. yeah. No, but you're right. I mean, it was uh, it was a rough week for Star Trek, you know. Actually, also for MASH, too, because get this. I saw where um, uh, Michael Christopher, I think was the actor's name, uh, but he played Father Mulcahy on the TV. William Christopher, thank you. On the TV version of MASH, he died, too. Oh. I'm like... Boy, that's like a you, cursed role was he here. Like in his eighties or something, or something like that. I mean, oh. I just thought it was an interesting curiosity that like two guys who had played the same character on these different, uh, you know, shows. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so, but yes, absolutely rough week for uh, for Star Trek. Wow. Was that all you wanted to say about him? Mike? Yeah, I just wanted to mention that, but it was just like, I mean, he was. I, I loved him on, on Deep Space Nine. I loved him on, on Benson. Um, but also just all of the voice work that he did. And the Star Trek family in general is such a close-knit crew that, like, the guys from Deep Space Nine are really close with the guys from Next Gen and from Voyager. And seeing them have to go through two tragedies back-to-back with mm. Marina Sirtis' husband, uh, Michael Lamper, passing away, and then also... Rene Albergenois and then DC Fontana like a couple days before that it was just like man this this poor crew of people like they're all having to deal with this together but they're so close knit that I feel like if any group could handle it it would have been them because they they all still stay friends with each other even after their series have been long gone mm-hmm. yeah well you know the interesting thing about that is that and I thought uh, this was sort of worthy of note because um, the late James Doohan uh, said uh, that um, he was well, you know, because the show was on, and and people don't really get the the chronology of the show. I mean, the show started in '66, ran through 1969. You know, three years, 79 episodes, and uh, you know there was the the big letter writing campaign between season two and season three that saved the show because initially NBC had intended to cancel it, but um, and then there was the animated series in '74, uh, '75, but then. You know, when the show came back as a feature film in 79, it was only 10 years after the thing had been canceled, and it hadn't become as inculcated into the popular culture as it later became. I mean, people just, you know, didn't get it, but there had, there were a lot of conventions that were taking place, and so... James Doohan said that, you know, he was at one of these conventions in, uh, I gather it was the early 70s, and he he remarked to some of his castmates, well, okay, you know, I mean, I guess it'll be another couple of years of this, and then it'll be over. And, uh, you know, then later in the 70s, you know, he's, okay, well, I guess, you know, another few years, and then it'll be over, you know. In early 80s, well, you know, another few years and it'll be over. But then, into the 80s, he's like, this is never going to end, you know? <laughs> and so, I think that is part of what has uh, created this, um, this, this connection between these people. Because they realize, and especially new people coming in, because I've got to believe. And in fact, um, Aubergeois said that when he was getting fitted for uh, his uniform in Star Trek VI... Uh, the undiscovered country, because he played uh, Colonel West in that little bit part. But um, you know, the 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 costume designer was like, "Oh, you're in for it now." <laughs> you know, I mean, because everybody who's connected with this thing, um, you know, ends up 
in it, well, not only as part of this family, but as uh, a pop culture idol <laughs> icon. Mm. You know, I mean, it's just it's 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 unprecedented. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I got to meet him at a small con in Rockville a few years ago, and it was a pretty quiet show. There really wasn't a lot going on, not 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 an awful lot of crowds and stuff. So he was just kind of wandering the floor, and I ran across him, and we talked for like five or six minutes, Ooh. and mm-hmm. uh, I was like, you know, do you have any any parts you'd still really like to play? And he said, No, I don't really have a bucket list. He said, I've I've gotten to do a lot of stuff that I I wanted to do, and. You know, he's just a really, really nice guy and really kind, and mm. you know, I'm I'm glad I had the chance to meet him. Yeah, well, his his professional resume. I mean, he had he had over. I mean, you look on IMDb, the guy's got over 200 acting credits. You know, in addition mm. to a couple of you know producer and some other stuff. But whew, yes, Rene Auberginois, uh, you know, passed away this week. So. Um, Hey, the other thing that I had just wanted to uh, mention, well, actually, there are a couple other things from, you know, all of this uh, news uh, that came out here. So, um, and I'm curious uh, as far as you guys, because I, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I had never heard of this Brazil Comic-Con experience thing before, mm. but I mean, there were Marvel panels. In fact, there was a big Marvel panel for the Eternals that was there. You know, this, uh, you know, Patty Jenkins uh, debuting the Wonder Woman trailer. Had you guys been familiar with this? No, Brazil? no, this is the largest push I've seen for it. Mm-hmm. That global market makes, they got to, they got to, they got to get in there. They got to. Get show those people down there. A lot of people in Brazil, you know, they got to make mm-hmm. sure they get into those theaters. Yeah, to oh, spend yeah. their, you know, five whatever. Yeah, I was going to say whatever they Because yeah. I know they ain't spending fifteen dollars no movies down there. <laughs> what whatever it is, whatever the denomination is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. Um, I, I. But it was pretty big because yes. already has mm-hmm. a, a good, a big attendance, like like hundreds of thousands. Oh, indeed. Well, and if you saw the... Did you see any of the... Um, I mean, because I actually looked at some of the panel. I mean, because the the, the uh, trailer was live-streamed, okay? So I tuned in at the appointed time, and they hadn't gotten to it yet. You know, it was like the presentation, and here's Patty Jenkins and, you know, some, you know, attractive uh, host woman and Gal Gadot up there, and, and they were still talking and, you mm-hmm. know, just, you know, basically working the crowd. But they turned the camera to the crowd, and I was like, "Damn, look at that!" I mean, I'm talking a sea of people. Huge a sea. Yeah, awesome. I mean, it was like, I mean, I don't even know what you'd call it an auditorium. It was like, like uh, an amphitheater. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say a hall, an amphitheater, uh, you know, something like that. Stadium. Stadium. <laughs> be the easiest thing to accept. Is that? Oh, you want us to go to Brazil? In December, oh, okay. Yeah, right. I, we can make this work. That's a tough call. I need, I need to bring the family with me, but yeah, we can make this work. There you go. Man, indeed. Hey, you're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA ninety six point seven FM and streaming online at WERA FM. We are Arlington. We are your community radio station. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined in studio today by Julian Lytle. Drew Bittner, and via the miracle of technology, all the way from the Great Geek Refuge. I'm not going to tell you where it actually is. We're going to pretend it's like its own country or a space station or something. <laughs> In yes. parts unknown. Uh, indeed. But mm. all the way from the Great Geek Refuge, uh, Mike Lunsford. 
And uh, we are talking about all this crazy, nutty, lunatic, geeky type stuff. Um, Something else uh, that happened this week was that the long-anticipated closing or or beginning to close of uh, Marvel's television division that had been on fire just as recently as a couple of years ago. I mean, you had all that stuff that was on Netflix, and this thing was the high... I mean, you know, you had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC, and... Yeah, I mean, it was, it was hot. It was, was it, it was so? fire. And now was it's, it so? <laughs> Come on, bring it. Bring it, Julia. Nah, mm-hmm. it wasn't. You knew, you knew the writing was on the wall once they made S.H.I.E.L.D. not connect to the movies no more. Hmm. Once Feige was like, nah, they don't count. <laughs> oh, yeah, the man of the show, nah, they don't count. <laughs> nah, fam. I'm free of Ike. None of that stuff counts no more. Thank you. Thank well, you. Yeah, anything not, not, that hurts Ike Perlmutter is okay with me. Yeah, yeah. And, not, and not only that, but I mean, mm. um, in humans never connected to the the MCU. Yeah. So once, so. once, once Feige got free, once Ike was like, I got you, fam. <laughs> we'll put you over here. He ain't gonna trust you no more. It was a rap. None of that. Mm. It was a timeline. It was mm. countdown. Like when they gonna kill it? When they gonna kill it? Mm. Oh, Disney Plus is coming out. Mm, it's getting closer. Yeah. Doomsday clock. <laughs> the doomsday clock. We over. You ain't right, man. I was, I was surprised Jeff Loeb is gonna continue his have a job until he decides to finally leave. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's just sitting in his office in solitaire. I was like, go ahead and just give him that, that package. Just go ahead and give him that package. So he go, have, <laughs> go chill out on the beach. The golden parachute Pretty thing. Pretty much. Well, Pretty at much. least, you know, he's going to have a soft landing. You know, Very. I mean, it, it's going to be tough for some of these people. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, particularly, you know, where their jobs are duplicated over there at Marvel Studios. And, you know, I've got, I don't know anything about Kevin Feige, but, um, you know, human nature being what it is, I've got to believe that. You know, he wants his loyalists there. And if there's anybody that he ain't sure of, it's like, sorry, Huss. Hmm. At the same time, though, man, I bet you he's probably having some conversations with some of the shows that were uh, on Netflix because a lot of good came from those shows. I oh, mean, yeah. Daredevil was phenomenal. The Punisher, like Ber- Bernthal as the Punisher, mm-hmm. like, I-, I don't think that there's been one that we've seen that's been better than him. No. Like, he he really nailed the character like perfectly mm-hmm. and if they were smart they would work with that and they would find a way because i know there's the whole contractual thing but they would find a way to bring those characters back or not those characters like those actors as those characters into the greater mcu on oh, disney I, plus they, I, they, I they would find a way to do it they I, have been established yeah the multiverse yeah. of madness Mm. <laughs> well, they could do it. Everything, everything is the key to the title of the next Doctor Strange movie. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> which is supposed to be like the a multiverse of man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, and there you go. Uh, a nice opportunity. They, they don't to... run nothing past me, Ulysses. They don't run nothing past me. <laughs> Only so many chess moves you got, me. <laughs> we get glimpses of the X Men, Fantastic Four. You ain't mm. got but so many chess moves. Mm. <laughs> Well, you know, it's interesting because um, the Disney, you know, the the mouse, you know, and, uh, you know, the mouse that roared, I guess. I was reading an article just earlier today about um, the one of Disney's first forays into trying to broaden itself. It was the black hole. 
You guys yeah. remember the black hole? I was reading that, that article was, too. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. so. Yeah, and 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 talking about some of the challenges, uh, you know, diversifying and how they deliberately wanted that movie to have a PG rating <laughs> because everything yeah. Disney put out, you know, was G. And now, I mean, Disney is the hottest thing going, you know, today in 2019. But you know, as recently as uh, you know, the the late 80s. That was 1978, oh, 79. I got something more recent that? than that. Mm-hmm. When they bought Power Rangers. In the late night, in like ninety nine, two thousand, mm-hmm. to get into the boys' market, <laughs> and they messed up, and they didn't know what they was doing. They could have had a whole extra ten year. They could have got this already <laughs> ten years earlier. Mm-hmm. They could have had it running like in like two thousand six. They could have been like, because they still ain't have a boys' market until they bought Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But wow. like, if they would have, they would have used that right. You know, sobbing boy the bat. You know, mm-hmm. you can watch that. Uh, the toys that made us. Sabai explains mm-hmm. what how he flipped that. Mm-hmm. He sold it for a cup for a lot of money. They sold it back to him for a little bit of money, and he made it a billion dollar brand again. Wow. It's like y'all, y- y'all had y'all had a global, <laughs> a globally known action franchise. Didn't know what to do. With and it. You what? What? See, Feige. See, nah. I gotta give Feige. Know what he doing, man? Yeah, yeah. Feige <laughs> know what he doing. That's Kathleen it. Killer, you watch out. Well, and you got to wonder about that when you see quotes from Kathleen Kennedy talking about, yeah, Star Wars is hard because there's no books, there's no comics, there's no source material. It's like, like, wait, what? Y'all erased all the source material. (laughs) Y'all had 30 years of extra source material. EU books that were written? Yeah, Yeah, really. You you had Thrawn. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's no source material. There's just tons and tons of books and comics and George, games and stuff. George Lucas. George Lucas is on the phone. Like, <laughs> guess what? Well, I'm telling you. George's like, what? I got binders. Kathleen, watch it back. <laughs> you let this man make a movie. Iger setting up is like, he's my retirement plan. <laughs> I can leave this all to him if he continues this path. Mm. He's out here, I just, like Phil Jackson. Getting rings. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling for the triangle offense, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Mike, what were you getting ready like, to say? I just think it's funny that, like, because we all agree. I mean, Kathleen Kennedy has had her moments with Lucas films where it's not been wonderful. It's been like, oh, she kind of misstepped here. But, like, she is still making money hand over fist for that company. Like, it's not even, like, for every misstep that's been that's happened, there's, like, three or four things that have been done that have been pretty dead on yeah so like yeah okay so last jedi okay we have issues with that okay uh the rise of skywalker the way this is going i don't know about this what about uh force awakens i don't know about this the animated stuff that they did killer the stuff that's been so far the mandalorian killer like all of the other things that have been going on with this and the and the franchise is incredibly profitable like mm-hmm. it's yeah. not like it's like Oh, it's struggling to make money. No, Last Jedi, as much maligned as it was, made $1.31 billion. Yeah. So, like, you can't, you can fault it for all you want, but, like, she's doing something right. And there's not many people that can say that they ran a film franchise empire to a billion dollars off of movies that people said were the worst abominations ever made. Like, not too many abominations make a billion dollars. Well, that was butthurt yeah. fanboys. Wait, so... Oh, uh, so get on right about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Wait, uh, Julian, I, I heard you sigh when uh, Mike mentioned The Mandalorian. Oh, man, I was just tired of seeing that damn baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't seen the that in one episode. <laughs> Okra, the yodeling? Yodel. <laughs> Okra. Put yeah. some respect on that. I haven't yeah. seen that near one frame of that show. 
I don't think I have to. You know, it's really not bad. Now I do I, I, I do understand what you mean about the yodeling. I mean he's a I mean he's he's just Ulysses. infectiously cute and a lot of people have bought into it's that. It's spoiled yeah. by ten o'clock AM the same day it's released. <laughs> All I do is as get up in the morning, yeah, take out. a shower, you know what, and go to that's, work, and it's spoiled already. That's oh, the same thing man. that happened with Game of Thrones, though. Like, people had no chill with that. Like, think think of when that yeah. last season of Game of Thrones came out. It came out the same time as, um, um, why can't I think of it? Endgame, and then, um, yeah, like, what was the one after Endgame? Why can't I think of it now? Yeah, oh, but, it, um, but it's... Far from oh, Infinity War. No, I'm, I'm Infinity sorry. Infinity War. <laughs> Yeah, well, Infinity no, Endgame War was, was like one, the first one. But it comes one, yeah. on at 9 p.m. No, Eastern Endgame time. was the last one. But that's, but, but that was <laughs> the point. night. It's like people were like fighting each other. They were like putting up these steel curtains. They were like, no one will ruin Endgame for me. It's not going to happen. You can't do it. And there were just all, there was this, the, the whole fandom came together as one and was like, no one is going to spoil this movie. But as soon as Game of Thrones popped on the air at like 9.02, people are like, oh, sh- snap, this person just got killed. Like, there was no chill whatsoever. Television and like, I don't know why. Yeah. Television is but different. It but, is. It should, mm. but it shouldn't be. Now, now, that, no. now that everybody has streaming access and we don't have to wait or we don't, you don't have to be there watching it live, you can watch it later. Yeah. Like, there still should be like a, there should be some statute of limitations here where it's like, all right, you got to give people at least 24 hours. Before you start spoiling everything. Hey, look, you are preaching to the choir, and I will have you know that uh, I am because I I was victimized. Uh, Return of the Jedi. I had that spoiled for me in a freaking comic book store before the damn movie even came out. I had gone because I knew. Now I I've always blamed myself because I knew the the comic book version of Return of the Jedi was out, and I should have known better. But I uh, how am I to know? That standing there in the comic book store, some moron is going to blurt out, I can't believe Darth Vader turns good and dies. Mm. I was like, say what? No, man. You know, and at that point, it's like, well, okay. (laughs) I guess I can read it now. (laughs) So, but, you know, there again, that's, that's, uh, that one was on me, you know, but, um, yeah, it's it's bad anytime somebody decides to spoil something. But hey, look! So that musical cue means that it's time for us to take a short break. Of course, Fantastic Forum comes to you via WERA ninety six point seven FM in Arlington, streaming online at WERA FM. We're a community radio station. That means this is a place where you can get involved. You want to have a show on FM radio? You have the opportunity here. You want to get trained in audio production or video production? You can absolutely do that. You want to be on television? Hey, we got that too. Uh, Come check us out. 2701C Wilson Boulevard, right in Clarendon. And visit the website, arlingtonmedia.org. So look, I'm going to step aside for a moment while we acknowledge our underwriters and sponsors. But stick around. There's more fantastic forum to come. And we're back on the fantastic forum here on WERA. 96.7 FM, Radio Arlington. We are your community radio station. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. And I'm joined in studio by Drew Bittner and Julian Lytle. 
and via the miracle of technology, all the way from the Great Geek Refuge, we have Mike Lunsford. So, welcome back, fellas. Hey. I know that seemed like an uh, inordinate period of time that we were gone. Boy, those, <laughs> those messages take so long. Hey, so, what started last weekend that is still going, I thought they were going to put these things on all during the week, but evidently not. But the crisis, mm. crisis on Infinite Earths on the CW, the major crossover event, is uh, we're in the midst of it. And uh, so, Julian, I understand you're not impressed. I'm hating. <laughs> oh, he ain't just not impressed. He's actively hating on wow. Crisis on Infinite Earths. <laughs> and so it goes. Well, uh, why is that, sir? Yo, it's, it's the concept of the story is too big for what they can achieve. Like, it's basically a show that's like, it's right. It's not Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's Crisis on CW Earths. Mm. Mm. Like, wow. it's, mm. a, it's another show in which, like, I had to watch Superman get nerfed because you want to make Supergirl the most important. And I was like, okay, that's cool for her show. But nah, fam, you, you didn't gave me, you didn't gave me homeboy back in Superman. And he's supposed to be old grown man Superman? Nah, he's supposed, nah, he's supposed to be punching the anti in the face. How come the anti only lasts for five seconds? Do we really need him in all that makeup? No, because the anti supposed to have a dope mask on. You could have spent half, most of that budget on a good helmet. Yeah. That's all you needed. Why? Why? Why do I care about Oliver Queen coming back to life? He dead. Mm -hmm. His show is over. Show is, I was saying, show is his show is over. <laughs> yeah. He died. Mm. Oh, and, that worked. Oh, but no, we gotta have his daughter at a groove go not only find the Lazarus Pit. I don't care about Batman suffering Christ of the Earth. Have you read Christ of the Earth? Batman only thing his his purpose is to like, oh look at Barry trying to talk to me. I don't know yep. what he's saying. I don't even need no Batwoman in this. This is beyond their purview. Until we get to Infinite Crisis and mm -hmm. Final Crisis. But no, we, we get John Constantine meet Lucifer. That was cool. I could have used more Lucifer. I could have used some Gotham. They killed Birds of Prey all. Why isn't Helena up there jump kicking people and helping them fight shadow monsters? Where are the shadow monsters at? They on the daggone fake wave rider half the daggone time talking. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about Lex Luthor without Brainiac. I don't care. Mm -hmm. You're wasting my time with the CW-ness. You should have just made something like Armageddon or something and called it a day. But no, you're playing with people's emotions, trying to make Christ on infinite earths, and it's the worst crossover they've made. Mm. Wow. Don't mince words. Tell us how you really <laughs> feel. <Trash. laughs> All right. So, um, Mike, how do you feel about it? I mean... With stuff like this, I'm very rarely as as critical because for the most part, it, it's not – I mean, it has to be really, really bad for me to even point anything out that I had an issue with. But for the most part, I enjoyed it. The, the only thing that I really disliked was the way that they handled – are we allowed to do spoilers for this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can do okay. spoilers. Hey, look, if you ain't seen okay. it by now. <laughs> if okay. you ain't what? seen it by now. Right? <laughs> what the what the heck were they doing with the Spectre and Oliver? 
That was the stupidest nonsense I've ever seen in my life. Because, okay, so, like, if you want to set this up and you want to have, like, throughout those three episodes or, like, the, the two because he, he passes away in the first one. But in the, in the second and the third episode, you have, like, him on Lian Yu because that's his purgatory. And you have the Spectre show up and he says a couple of things to him. He's like, hey, you have a greater purpose, Oliver Queen, yada, yada, yada. Like, that's one thing to kind of build that tension that that's the way he's going to go or he's going to have to make a decision between going back with Mia and Diggle or going with the Spectre. But instead, Mia and Diggle get all the way to Lian Yu. They're there. They're ready to get him. And then he just shows up. Spectre just shows up. And he's like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm the Spectre. Um, you should come with me. Like, and Oliver's like, all right, cool. Like, just ditches his best friend and his daughter for some random dude that he didn't even know. Like, it just, it made no sense. It was shoehorned in. It really irritated me. That was the only issue I had with it overall. There were other things where it was kind of like, all right, this was, uh, that was all right. That was fine. But overall, it was enjoyable. I loved what they did with the John Wesley ship flash. Like, th they managed to put a cap on that show mm. from the 90s, like, the, what, 30 mm. years later? And, like, I just, I, I'm, overall, I enjoyed it. I, I felt like a kid just watching my favorite superheroes have to deal with a, a, a world-ending event, and with them ending in the, um, I can't remember what the next point is. Point. Like, Thank you. Yeah. They're in the vanishing point, and they're just like, wow, we're outside of time and space, and the Earth just got destroyed by a wave of antimatter. <laughs> You're like, like the oh, last Earth. <laughs> there are no yeah, Earths was, left. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, this is this is cool. They really upped the stakes. I also didn't like the whole nonsense with Lex Luthor and like him writing his name into the book and taking over um, for uh, Kingdom Come Superman, because I, maybe I'm the minority on this one, but I thought Brandon Ralph getting to put the Superman suit back on killed it. Yes. In this mm, miniseries. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. was he was incredible. Like he looked the part, he sounded the part, like he still had the Superman mannerisms. But not only that, has that dude been hitting the gym? He was like ginormous. Like he looked like he was ripped out of mm -hmm. his mind. I was like, <laughs> when did he get so damn big? Uh, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was I was impressed. And then he has that one line where Lois is like, Why'd you add black to the Superman crest? And he's like, Because hope even shines through in darkness. And I was like, damn. Dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I was super impressed with him. I've enjoyed it so far. Um, I can't wait to see what, what's gonna come next. And overall, like the CW, like their arrowverse is is fine. It's not amazing, it's not wonderful, it's not jaw dropping, it's it's fun. That's 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 what it is for me. It's something for me to just kind of sit back and watch on my couch and enjoy. And it, and they've never done anything so egregious where I've just been like, what the heck is going on here? Who's I, whose dumb idea was this? For the most part, it's just kind of like there are a few things that are laughable. But for the most part, it, it's been pretty enjoyable. Cool. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, there have been a lot of really cool Easter eggs with this thing. Um, I love seeing Kevin Conroy uh, as uh, Kingdom Come Batman. Uh, you know, of course, you mentioned the John Wesley ship stuff. In fact, part of my favorite stuff was when they had that little tiny little clip from the 1990s Flash, you know, with, uh, you know, Tina McGee and Barry. And I was like, oh, man, I was like, got like a little tear. But and, and honestly, what bothered me the most was that weak-ass, whack Lazarus pit. I'm like, the Lazarus pit's supposed to be glowing and bubbling and steaming. This is just like a black pool. What's up with that? Isn't it, how always was, isn't it how it always looked in the Arrow things, though? I, oh, I, I didn't, didn't know watch they had Arrow Lazarus until, Pits on Lara, until on, season five. Cause I, they had the, it before, yeah. The, I thought mm. it just always looked like regular. Like, I never I never mm. watched Arrow. So, like, mm. it's not popping. Like, there's not... Yeah, 
I give you like, glowed, uh, like if I remember correctly, it glowed and it was blue and stuff like that. But I mean, it's been a while since I've watched those seasons. Superman was good. Like Brandon Routh is good. Yeah. That's why I'm mad. He didn't do nothing. Yeah. Well, they didn't like, let any of the Supermans like, do anything. Oh yeah, because I, yeah, Supergirl. I know it's super guy. I know. I, I will yeah. say this. I think that the, all the Supermen that have come back have been great. I like Tom Welling. Oh my first time. Even, oh, that was cool seeing him. Ages. I liked Tom that Welling. I thought. Yeah. I thought. I didn't think he was. Terrific in Smallville. I thought he was fantastic here. I thought That's he was a tremendous. He, he really he looks, he's gotten a little older too. Yo, he looks right. older. But he, mm. but he looks fantastic. He, he looks like you know he's he's big too. Yeah. Jeez. yeah. Holy cow. Current yeah. Superman looking looking small. <laughs> I know, right? Like, Tyler Hecklin's like walking up there like the little brother of all these guys. You yeah. Know. Like, I know. Welling and Routh that just looks swole. It's ridiculous. Huge, <laughs> <laughs> huge grown ass men. Well, Brandon Routh would be like six four, so he's he's a big dude anyway. But Tyler yeah. Welling out there is like, yeah, I'm a manly man. Yeah. <laughs> Bo, Bo Duke was my dad. I'm gonna cut this wood. <laughs> I'm like. Yo, I could watch the season but, Smallville. Me. I will. I will. I will say this. Um, I've been enjoying Crisis. I'm. I'm not blind to its flaws, and it's got flaws. I think it's the most ambitious thing they've tried to do yet. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it hasn't. Um, I think the the guest stars they've managed to get have been just the cameos have been tremendous. The guests and the appearances and the Easter eggs have been fantastic. I mean, Ashley Scott from Birds of Prey. I mean, that's a pretty deep cut. You know, cameo to throw in there. Um, Keep in mind, another one was when they were showing Lex going across the multiverse, killing all the Supermen. Yeah, the one Superman that had died was the one from that Superboy miniseries. Yeah, yeah, Superboy series series that was on in the end, like the uh, the eighties. So I mean, all these, all these things. I hadn't even noticed that. It was hard. It was hard to notice. It was. I don't remember which one it was because it was two actors in that show. Mm. But it was one of them. I was like, that. Like also, I was like, yo, y'all couldn't get one more Lex. I know everybody <laughs> wants Rosenbaum, but like, I can live with Lois and Clark Lex. Yeah, John Shea. I can live with him. Mm-hmm. I'm good. You could have got Glancy Brown up in there and be like, yeah. That actually, just I put mean, him, just put all, the actor. Yeah, all that all of those would have been, been cool. great. All those would have been mm-hmm. great. You can give um, what, 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 what still gets mm-hmm. me is, I mean, this is kind of a, a, an odd little nitpick, but there isn't a single CW appearance or mention anywhere of a Wonder Woman anywhere. Yo, that's bothering yeah. me. Yeah. That's and it's just like of all the characters, they're just completely cutting out Wonder Woman. Absolutely, and I'm like, I get that the movie's coming up, but Superman and Batman were both in Justice League and Batman v Superman and all these other things. There's there's no reason why Wonder Woman doesn't get some attention in there somewhere. Linda, and, and I Linda don't Carter know if they're gonna. Could, live. They, they could bring back Linda Carter at some point, but mm-hmm. not likely now. But they could. They could. They could. They could surprise us. But I'm like. Yeah. You can't you can't bring back even the bootleg show that didn't even exist. You can't get her to be in here to like drop kick somebody. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like Lee Crosby. Nah, <laughs> from a couple years back. Oh pilot, yeah, Adrian Palacki. Yeah, Palacki. yeah, yeah. Like anybody who ended yeah. up being Mockingbird on Shield. I know yeah. she. You know, mm. she got some free time now. She can give mm-hmm. us five minutes. Yeah, and I yeah, tell I you something. Say, yeah, that they, pilot was they did not suck. Really? Yeah. I thought it was all right too. People say it was terrible. Was like. It's about average for a pilot, but I. It's just it was to me. It's just like I know what crisis is. Mm. And I know what it, what, it, what they can only what do. It could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yo, you could have somebody important to the cast that actually isn't a current cast member of these shows. Just one. Mm-hmm. If you had, if you had, you had an old Lois be a main bad guy of a season of Supergirl. Don't tell me you can't have an Easter egg person. 
be like a main person for something. Like you could have yeah. done that. Yeah. It's like the you couldn't bring the Ray back more than like a screenshot. He was a main factor <laughs> in the last cross. It was yeah. like a crossover two times ago. Like yeah, Elseworlds. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. I know he's a little bit bigger now. He's a bigger actor now. But yo, can he? I don't get no Captain Cole. I just get a voice. Or why not? Why not bring back the kid that played uh, Billy Batson in the seventies Shazam? You know, bring him Man, back. There's a mm-hmm. whole bunch of um, this joint just got me. Like I was really looking at, like old crossovers, y'all. Like they could have done instead of this, they could have pulled off better. Mm-hmm. I was like zero. I'm you can make work. Armageddon. I'm you wondering make if work. there's like a contractual mm-hmm. thing going on with Wonder Woman. Why they can't have her in the Arrowverse? They put no in, idea. But it's mm-hmm. just a weird. It's a weird omission to have her not even mentioned or. Not even a nod to the character anywhere in the Arrowverse. No Aquaman either, if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, you know, I, there no, seems no to be Lantern. a delineation between the cinematic universe and the television universe. I mean, I thought it was significant that you even saw um, a couple of Titans. You know, they had dude who plays Hawk yeah. and the dude who plays Jason. Uh, that Todd. just makes it worse. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> because it's like we know you have a whole streaming network and all these shows are on there, yeah. and Berlanti produced like. Yeah. Yeah. 90% of them. Mm-hmm. Yo, all Doom Patrol? We just need one Doom Patrol person. Just one. Yeah. Just one person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get crazy Jane. Yeah. She was on she was on Jane the Virgin for four years. Just just <laughs> slide her over for five seconds. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's nah. Yeah. She, nah, mm-hmm. I ain't she knows where no the line is. She can get there. Mm-hmm. I ain't exactly. no passes. Mm. It makes me tight because it's like y'all wasting my time. Yeah. The first episode was good though. And the Paragon stuff ending from Crisis is from some other random yeah. other uh Another, Crisis another, of Earth story that happened before. Yeah. Like, nah, oh, I don't yeah. want you adding nothing else. Yeah. Everything you need is in them 12 issues. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Y'all could get nothing from, from Krypton because that Brainiac was fired. Yes. <laughs> it and got canceled. Bring things, it over. Yeah. And Lobo. Lo- y'all ain't using Lobo. I wasn't as crazy about that Lobo. But he, I mean, he wasn't bad. I don't have he was to be. Lobo-esque. You could have had a Zod. You could have had Black Zod in here. Yeah. I think that I think that that Lobo maybe not physically, but he was acting his butt off. Oh so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. To, I just wanted the Brainiac. You know, throwing Brainiac plotting. Yeah. Mm. That's all you needed. And yeah. and uh, you know, of course, uh, Crisis. It ended up being like you know, Superman was like the hero of the thing. You yeah. know, basically, I'm like, now he's gone. Yeah, because yeah, he's mean, supposed to be. B- both Supermans are gone. It's like what? And and uh, yeah. So anyway, Superman's supposed to sacrifice, but now he can't sacrifice. If you want to kill Superman, he fights Animana. They get all get trapped in the bubble. That's it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. got your sacrifice in there. And, and that was yeah. the original Superman. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like when somebody pointed that out to me, it was years ago. And that's, oh, yeah, that was Cal L, not yeah. E L, mm-hmm. just plain L. Yep. You know, the first guy from like the 1938 Action Comics number one, that was him. He was the Earth 2 guy. Yeah. It was like, oh, that's right. He's really the granddaddy of them all. Oh, you got. Yeah. I mean, just think about it. Tight. That would have been such a great way mm. for for Ralph to go out because he's essentially they're they're signaling that he's the original because he even said in that episode he said you know it's not the first time I've had to fight an evil version of myself and you're like oh yeah okay Superman yeah. three <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah hey you're listening to Fantastic Forum on W E R A ninety six point seven FM Radio Arlington I'm Ulysses E Campbell I'm joined in studio today by Julian Lytle Drew Bittner and. Mike Lunsford from the Great Geek Refuge, and 
we've been talking about crisis on infinite earths, but I see uh, our time is beginning to wane. I want to make sure that we get in a little bit of Watchmen. And uh, Julian, you couldn't join us last week. Really missed you because I know you've got a lot of Watchmen stuff. But, Yo, um, so much happened last week. Yeah, oh <laughs> I my goodness. I was on a trip and I had to find a way to watch it. <laughs> Yo, it was so much. I was like, Wow! Like wow! And they're wrapping it up this week. I mean, yeah. this is I don't like know the, how the season for now. Minutes. I don't know how. I mean, unless <laughs> it's going to be more than an hour or something. That's what I'm saying. They need, you know? they need like an hour, twenty minutes. Yeah, I, I don't mean, think it is though. I think it's like just an hour. Oh, because last gracious. week was an hour mm. in. It was like an hour and ten. Yeah, it was a little over. It an was hour. like seventy yeah. minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can we can look it up, but you know. Yeah, and how in the world did this show get completely shut out? Of the Golden Globe nomination. Oh my god! Because they probably didn't watch it. Hmm. Was it too? Was it too late? I don't. I don't know the um, don't the Golden so. Globes because technically, the Marvels Mrs. Maisel got nominated and literally it just came on and the screeners for for the press mm-hmm. just hit like two or three weeks ago. So by that time, Watchmen was was on for six weeks. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I have a feeling that the international press was like, this show deals with something we don't really care much for. Which hmm. is Americans and race? Because well, we don't talk could, about race. There could and be it's superheroes. That. And the superheroes on top of that, they don't mm. acknowledge superhero movies in the Golden Globes. Oh no! <laughs> oh, they're worse than, 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 than the Oscars are. Oscars is like <laughs> you give us a good enough Batman movie, and uh, <laughs> we out here handing the Oscars. <laughs> We've evolved beyond it. <laughs> you know, it's a national mm. press, man. Why, like people, there's, there's, how about this? There's like almost no black people nominated for anything in the Golden Globe. Or any people of color. It's well, only European people. But you know, uh, Julian, that's obviously because, you know, what the people of color and the black people have done is nowhere near as good as what the Europeans have done, clearly. <laughs> right? <laughs> they, sh- they, sh- they should do like a show about like a fake Joe Rivers living a fake Joe Rivers life, though. They should mm. love that show. <laughs> My bad, I, I'm going on a whole different tirade. Yeah, but both of us are. <laughs> but yeah, it is crazy that Watchmen didn't get yeah. anything. Yeah, I mean, not a single solitary Golden Globe nomination. I don't you know. know. I don't know of a drama TV show that's better than it. Well, that's and I watch a lot of TV. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll take that. But no, especially uh, you know what you're saying about uh, anything that's better out there, because I mean, this is such an exceptionally well-written show. It's well-acted. I mean, I got to say, and, and you look, okay, so what's the difference between this show and some of these other ones? And I have to say, it seems to me that it's probably the preponderance of African-Americans in this and the focus on African-Americans. Now, I don't want to say that, you know, there's some kind of racial situation that's going on here. But uh, I I certainly, uh, what I had to explain to someone a number of years ago is, um, okay, if if a white guy goes out to a restaurant and gets lousy service, he can say, well, maybe there's something going on with this server, you know, maybe there was a problem in the kitchen, whatever, you know. But if I go to the same restaurant and I get lousy service simply by virtue of the color of my skin, one of the things that I have to consider is the possibility that it could be racially motivated. And, you know, so you eliminate that possibility from some people's considerations and that colors their viewpoint. 
in terms of uh, what they're looking at and how they're looking at it. So all I can say is, eh, it's a possibility. We'll see how it does at the Emmys, but that's so far from now Yeah, mm-hmm. that it might get overlooked because of the time frame. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. by the time the Emmys come around again, it might be coming on again with another season. And they're gonna forget about it because it's like, yo, they came out like last year. Yeah, exactly. They'll be thinking mm-hmm. they might be thinking about Westworld season two. <laughs> Maybe if that's not too old by then. <laughs> well the uh if if you're curious, Wikipedia says that the longest run time of any episode is sixty seven minutes. So mm. I was curious. So it about will that. not be an hour and a half for the finale. But um I think there's an awful lot to set up still. I don't think they're done by any means. I, if they if they end it here, then they go out on a they can go out on a real high note. Um, but uh, I, I tell you, I mean, it's just uh, I've been very impressed. I was very skeptical at first when I heard this was going to be sort of a quote unquote spiritual sequel. But um, I think that uh, Lindelof and company have done a great job. Oh yeah, they should have pulled yeah. it off. And I'll tell you what, too. I I share uh, your well, I shared your skepticism. Um, I wasn't even sure I wanted to watch it. And because uh, I'm like, how are they going to do this? How can they possibly make this thing work? I mean, because I liked I liked the Zack Snyder movie, but you know there were some pretty substantial changes, and I felt that the ship had sailed on that particular story. You know, I mean, it was in 1985, it was novel, but you know by 2007, yeah, yeah, nine, eight, whatever, whenever that came out, it wasn't so much. You know, we'd seen that before. And um, but this being built on the original, I was like, uh, I just didn't understand where there was to go, and um, and from the first episode, I mean, the beginning, because that you know destruction of Black Wall Street, I was just like, I mean, I wanted to look away, but I can't, and and it was yeah, you know, but yeah, but all that to say that it really pulled me in and i think that that happened with a lot of viewers and um it's it's something that you have to acknowledge and that you can't deny and uh, this thing doesn't seem to be going anywhere i mean we'll have to see what happens uh when they again in tomorrow night's episode and then you know where they go going forward yeah mm-hmm. All right. Well, look, so um, I didn't mean to get the last word, but that's just about all the time we have for this episode. I want to thank my guests, uh, Drew Bittner, Julian Lytle, and uh, the Great Geek Refuge's Mike Lunsford. And uh, you can find more about all of them uh, if you... Go to the Fantastic Forum website. I mean, you really can't, but I'm going to have to put something up now. (laughs) Fantasticforum.tv. Also, if you happen to be in the Arlington, Virginia area, Fantastic Forum is a television show. And we're on on AIM, Arlington Independent Media, Saturday and Sunday nights at 8 p.m. That's Comcast Channel 69, Verizon Files Channel 38. Also... We are on again during the week here on WERA. You can tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. to check us out. Or come back next week, Saturday, 4 p.m. here. Same bat time, same bat station. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, people.